Pedro Boys. Oh, Pedro Boys. Yeah. Um, I've been told that we meander too long and that we talk about things that aren't related to the listeners. And to that, I say, watch me talk even longer about stuff that's not the podcast. And welcome. My name is Pete. Yes, and my name is Josh. And I just up front, uh, I want to thank all of our listeners who are coming here from my Goodreads account. Yes, I am the same Josh who wrote um, the strangely and wildly viral review of Green Lights, the autobiography of Matthew McConaughey. Um, that, for some reason unknown to me, does keep getting likes literally every day since I posted it a month ago um, to this day. And I know it's really taking the world by storm and people are hungry for more Josh content and you have arrived. This is the right place. I am the same guy. Uh, and thank you for, for joining me here in my future endeavors. Um, and I appreciate everyone's um, really resounding support with my success and having accomplished this grand deed um i really just figured i'd file that review you know a month ago and then that would be that but i mean every day i'm reminded josh you really accomplished something here strangers are like really into your stuff so again thank you fans of my goodreads for for coming and checking me out here uh and you can you can expect more of that great content uh from me in this venue And fans of me, Pete, thank you. Um, I know oh, that Pete, we're getting a lot up? of new listeners of people that have seen and, you know, of my notable claim of liking Star Wars Twitter posts and standing. Um, and I also have a book that's coming out called Blue Lights, where I am blue doing lights. an investigative report, um, shining the blue light on the dirty, dirty, um, behind the scenes, that is Johnny F. Um, that book, that book is going to be coming out um, a little bit after the Mandalorian. Everything said and done because I don't want right, to huh? discredit the good work that everybody else, except for Johnny F, does mm-hmm. at the Mandalorian. But well, I, we're not here to plug stuff. Um, we got thank so you much to all to of our new about. listeners. We got so much to talk we, about. Are we even going to? Yeah, we about got a bunch. Episode. I don't even think we're going to get to it. I feel like up front. Probably, I mean, knowing us, probably in in, in the twenty minute mark. So, uh, Josh, what do you want to start us off with? I think up front that we should also start off with um, if things sound a little different or weird or bad. We, as we said last week, we, it's Johnny F's fault. Yes, Johnny F's fault. We've transitioned to another podcast hosting service. Right now, at this point in the past, when I'm saying this, and you're in the future listening to me in the past, I'm very excited for it. But I'm so excited for it. It sort of sounds like it could potentially be too good to be true. We'll see. It probably is. Probably, but at the same time, like, maybe not. I don't know. It seems like it shouldn't be that hard. Anyway, so... Things don't usually work in our favor when it comes to stuff like this. Overwhelmingly true. But... um, yeah, if, if things sound a little weird or if this episode turns out terrible, 
uh, we're, we're using some new software and a new kind of method of doing things. And the, uh, the long-term goal is that I won't have to edit this podcast every other week. And in not having to edit this podcast every other week, I may learn to like it again. Uh, and then in learning to like it, I might, um, pay more attention to star Wars and think more critically and analytically about anything we're talking about and, uh, put any sort of energy into, um, this endeavor. It's also very exciting for us because, uh, we don't have our money man on the line right now, but because of this transition to a new podcast hosting service, we are officially, so it's in the red, right? When you're negative, it's in the red. When you're positive, mm-hmm. it's in the black. But like, what is it when you're... We're in the green. Is the greens just when you're just zero in, zero out? So like... A well, if, if one person world. buys Po'boy's merch on our Etsy account, we'll be in the at green. This point, at this point, yeah. Well... Would be in the black. The green isn't a thing. It's accounting terms. It's yeah. not you, the green isn't a thing. Zero zero one 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 zero. It's black or the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now we're like very, very dark maroon, uh, which is big for us because for the past 134 episodes, we've been operating in a hue of oh my red God. that I can 134 only episodes. Severe. And maybe violent, like just a violent, severe red. I had a teacher in in college whose example of hackneyed writing was like the phrase "crimson for blood." But I think I think crimson would be appropriate um, for the fiscal uh, arm of hosting this podcast for the last <gasps> two years. So, yeah, yeah, big doings for us. But that does mean, um, as we're recording this right now, we're not really sure how it'll turn out or what it will sound like. So, if you don't know, now you know. And for Josh's mental health, listeners, if you could say some positive words so that he does not continue the spiral down and that I can let my poor, poor back have some rest through carrying this podcast for the last year, um, that would be much which is rough because so, it's got to be hard for you because I know that it's like you're carrying the podcast on your back, but then it's also like the podcast is bad. So it's like, oh, my poor back. What am I sacrificing this to? OK, um, and. I don't. I don't really have a comment for that, Josh. Um, so there's that. Yeah. We're on anchor now. Um, Fitting. Would you like to talk about any Star Wars news before we get into the episode? I thought you had a lot to say. My understanding was. That well, I, I mean, you're coming at it. Or... You're coming at it with a lot of um, weird energy, and for me to talk about what I want to talk about just seems like piling on. Oh, I don't think so. so. I, I think can... it's in the zeitgeist. I. 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 I, I um. Yeah, sure. You you have some thoughts on it, but I we can't have two bad cops counting out, coming out of the gate. And I don't think I'm being um, a bad cop at all. I think I'm being an entertainment cop. I think you're just being weirded out. It's okay. You need to go for it, Pete. Okay, so I'm not, but you should need me. Uh, it. it is it is um, 
we'll, we'll talk. I'm sure it'll get brought up um, a little bit later. Um, this is not going to be the first time that people are trying to cancel a few um, actors in this show. So I would, I would bet that we're going to get, we're going to get to you, this. Wait, genuinely, uh, what was the, were there other, I oh, you mean other people being canceled from the show? Oh, um, well people, there's a lot of people that are, we had the, um, egg gate. Right. Yeah. And then this week, this past week was the, um, people calling for Gina Carreno to be fired, even though like these episodes are recorded like a year in advance and she's already been signed on and is probably working (laughs) on season three if she survives, because that's how, you know, entertainment works. Yeah. Well, I thought that was what you wanted to talk about. My understanding was yeah, yeah. It's just um, the energy is a little. It's a little. It's a little off. So we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about Gina Carreno at another at another point. Um, It seems honestly like this is like the the episode of the the issue of the week with this show is like a group voicing a concern, which is you know warranted. Yeah, I feel. Um, All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's get into it. Gina Carreno. I I know you know more. We find out. We find out, um, and I found out because you know a lot of um, our listeners are here because they saw me like um, John Boyega tweets, um, Pedro Pascal tweets, and they're like looking it through the list, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, what's what's this? P- what's this Po Boys podcast got got to say about it?" Um, Gina Creno is um, Cara Dune. She was in the first season. Um, she was in this episode. Um, She'll probably be in like another episode or two. I, I would, I would guess. Yeah, um, I think. But. but people are coming for her head mm-hmm. this the last week or two. People because, are outright like fire her. Yeah, people are outright fire her and replace her with the other Mandalorian from last week, which I found out is also was is a WWE wrestler, which I didn't know. Mm. Um, her name is escaping me. Oh, is it like Sasha? But anyway, or something. Um, I yeah, I. I'm not she was the other Mandalorian. Best. I thought she was the woman in the cloak. Whatever. That's the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you oh you think the woman in the cloak and oh the woman in the cloak is supposed to be a Mandalorian? The oh, woman wait, in the was cloak. The, woman in the cloak. The Mandalorian that shows up later in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I was like, "Cause I was like, who? So they just they just gonna ignore the woman in the cloak?" Um, huh. Well, so anyway, um, Gina Carreno, you know, on Twitter. For those of you that aren't into Twitter, I guess um, you can see what everybody likes um, on Twitter. So it's like one of the things you can track. You can see somebody's tweets. You can see what they've retweeted and then what they've liked and people start noticing and Gina Creno. I, I can't name like a specific tweet that she, she had. Um, I know she complained about like shutdowns, but like whatever. Uh, but she's liking a bunch of like um, conservative messages mm-hmm. um, and people are pretty upset about that. And I've actually had a couple conversations with people like, People, she has a First Amendment right. People should just like stop complaining. And I'm like, Disney is not the government. Like, you don't 
like you have a right to your opinion, but like people have the right to like, you know, boycott you and not purchase your product if they don't like you as a person. And they're like just devoid of common sense of an application to the first amendment. Um, I was heated because she was liking posts by this truly awful human being. It's named Steven Crowder, who is like, a huge, huge homophobe and like doubled down on being homophobic. And granted, I, I genuinely believe if Gina Carreno knew who this guy was in, in more detail, she probably wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something to be said about like, yeah, if you like folks. a post, if you like a post, is that a ringing endorsement? I right. think she endorses a conservative ideology. I mm-hmm. don't think that she, well, she has i mean do. that she's openly tweeted about because that was the stuff that i was unsure because i went through in knowing that you were kind of passionate about this and wanted to talk about it i felt like i needed to do some homework but i don't have a twitter account so i just went to her twitter account and if you don't have a twitter account you can't look at like likes and replies and stuff like that through a feed and saw that she had posted stuff that was questioning kind of uh, mask wearing and um, the legality of the election and stuff like that, um, which is stuff I vehemently disagree with, but is like right now, it just seems like it's a time where people are very fired up and heated. And I can remember being very fired up and heated in the midst of the last election and very upset and maybe glomming on to things that weren't on a solid footing. Um, so I try to get a little leeway with that. Cause it's like, you know, but then, yeah, you're mentioning like the potential of creating an echo chamber for things like homophobia and stuff. And I was like, Oh no, never mind. There's no, there's no wiggle room for that. I'm not, I'm not gonna even try. Right. To, yeah. And, that's another and that level. guy, like, it's not like he, that particular person, um Definitely has those has those comments he's an alt-right youtuber mm. but she she liked to tweet so it's like are you responsible for and are likes endorsements mm-hmm. i think it depends well, on the message how right? many times how many times do people on social media see something someone else retweeted that's just funny and so they like or retweet it. And like, I can't, I mean, if I went back on my old Twitter account and, and looked through the stuff I retweeted, I mean, I don't know who's tweeting it, you know, even yeah. if you just, you know, so it's, yeah. Is it, was it like a bunch of tweets from this dude? No, it's just, I looked through it and then I saw him and then my yeah, eyes went red. That's, so that's right. That's kind of, I yeah. mean, the, the anti-masking stuff, I mean, she's an entertainer and she's an MMA fighter. So like, all of that tracks, like what would you think a conservative person that's in the entertainment industry would say the, um, election stuff. I would assume that she's just ill-informed. Um, and I'm trying to have some good faith about that. Right. Um, but it, it does even like it. I am not as excited about that character as I used to be. Mm. Um, I'm certainly not calling for her to be canceled, but it is, right. has been something I really wish I didn't know the politics of people. Cause it, honestly, yeah, and it, it's like a new thing, right? It like affects me even 10 years ago. This was not like nobody fans of the prequel trilogy 
you know, nobody really had to grapple with, you know, Ian McGregor's politics or whatever. They were not, I mean, granted, they're still not really on display as far as I know, but yeah, this is like a new, a new thing in fandom. I think that is still finding its legs, like was acceptable and stuff because now we do have more access to these people's thoughts on these matters. Right. Sure and if you go back to the original trilogy, like there's probably some folks in there that thought some things that if we knew, but we don't know because they weren't tweeting. Yeah. And it's, you know, people like it when they align with their views. So like Mark Hamill, yeah. I like Mark Hamill. I am liberal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, I, here's, here's an example. Like Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. I have, my opinion of him has substantially changed since the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And granted, like he's been depicted very poorly in those movies since then. Yes. So it's not like it's just Chris Pratt, you know, yeah, turning more into a conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he looks awful in Infinity War and Endgame. Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I, it, yeah. But I. Because I genuinely more more so than it's been a long time since I've put as much thought into something I knew we were going to talk about on the pod. Just because I it real I really couldn't I really couldn't think of I felt like there was no smart way of of phrasing my thoughts on the matter, which is just that like again I mean homophobia is something there's no place for that there's no wiggle room there for me, but in terms of her stuff in the election and the masks and stuff and people saying she should be fired. Like I don't agree with what she's saying at all, but it, it, I guess it is part of me is like, I mean, you can fire her. She's still going to believe that. And then you just create, I don't know. Like, I feel like anything I say might be taken as problematic. It makes me a little cautious. Like people saying, Oh, you're tweeted the wrong thing politically we want to fire you uh, i i think i think it has a, a time and place for everything like say mm-hmm. we you knew those things and you know three people are for position sure i mean you know that can be voiced maybe that plays a role or not but like to just take a character out due to something mm-hmm. that's not you know a huge you know having a conservative opinion is not a terrible thing it's just right something that a lot of people vehemently disagree about yeah um and i i think to my mind i still am shaken by i think myself and a lot of other people maybe who came up and aged into young adulthood in the obama years uh maybe had one idea about what like oh most people just assume this and like this belief is a given and i think it's just because nobody talked about those things or those ideas weren't given light or they were you know and so when they came up in a big big way in recent years it became like very shocking but like those ideas were always there and so i Mm -hmm. guess i'm like i i'm always a little weary of it's like you shouldn't put these ideas on pedestal at all, but it's like if you pretend they're not there, they maybe become more insidious. I don't know. 
And then they rear their head in like a very episode nine kind of way where it's like, oh, it was him all along. And so now everything in the past was crappy. I don't know. I'm well, it's kind of like, like I said, I, I, I really try to come up with something eloquent, but I couldn't all week. <laughs> and it's it's also it just depends on the values of the person watching. So, like, right. I know that there are people that try to rag on Adam driver because he served in the military. Mm. And for me, I don't even think about that. That's just, you know, Oh, you know, he was in the military. It's something that's a side effect. Um, I just think of him as Kylo Ren. So I'm sure this will just die out a little bit. Um, it just kind of fresh in my mind because of you know where we're at and it's just you know honestly it's the controversy of the week with the show uh yeah somebody pointing something out so yeah and because that was i guess the other thing i wanted to pivot off of in, in terms of this is it does seem like this season and boy what a very special episode of oh boys slash Pedro boys this has turned out to be but it does seem like the flavor of this season has really been like Episode one went okay, but then after that, and I guess I guess the odd episodes have been okay, but there has been a lot of controversy this season. And I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't disparage people being upset about the egg thing. I don't disparage people being upset about um, Gina Carano, but it does. Like I said, I went onto Twitter to check out. Um, I don't know her feed just. To, I wanted to be, I guess, more informed on the matter. And then I just kind of did a browse of the hashtag The Mandalorian to get it. I don't know, see what was up on Star Wars Twitter because I haven't been on Star Wars Twitter in forever. And it, I don't know, it was exhausting. And it made me think of, like, as someone who deigns to think that it's worth five people out in the atmosphere hearing what they have to think about Star Wars, it does. it comes to, like, you're treading a line between being, like, all this controversy is exhausting. I just want to watch Star Wars versus as a citizen uh, and as like a member of a fandom, how much responsibility do you have to speak on these things and like letting stuff slide, it could snowball. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's not the season two Mandalorian experience I thought I would get, but then nothing in 2020 has been. And I mean, I, you know, nothing has been ruined or anything, but it's just been interesting. It's just been very interesting. And I'll be curious. I don't know. I'll be curious going forward. If, if, uh, more missteps are taken. Well, I saw one post today that said, thank you Mandalorian for, um, not slaughtering an exotic animal of the week. Um, no, and that season two, I can't even think about that. There you go. Season two has been the Mandalorian that. going from exotic planet to exotic planet, slaughtering <laughs> animals. I even, and I just read, I just read the sixth extinction, which is all, and it didn't even occur to me that that had been going down. This was, yeah, the fourth episode was the first episode where he didn't just. Him or his, uh, I guess, defenders didn't just murder some uh, exotic apex predator. Yeah, and we were talking, you know, we've talked about how Johnny F is making little Yanni out as not a good person. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I was reading some of those posts, it's like, Mando also seems like a big game hunter. And like, in real life, you know, big big game hunters are seen as like some of the scum of the earth. But... 
And this show. Yeah, we're going to find out that Mando has a dental degree as well. <laughs> a dental degree. Yeah, you know those rich dentists. Um, all right, um, so let's get into this episode, episode four. The Siege. And I did see a, I, the one thing I did like when I looked on Star Wars Twitter was a gif of Dave Filoni grinning. And it was like Dave Filoni finding out an episode of The Mandalorian is called The Siege. I thought that was because the siege of Mandalore. This was actually the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought it was going to be oh, siege on the town. About that. Really? Because I didn't have many ideas of the plot, but I said in a previous episode, like knowing that Carl Weathers was directing this episode and going off the stuff in the trailer, I had mentioned previously that my hopes, not so much plot wise, had nothing to do with plot, but my hopes were that this episode would be the kind of stuff that we saw in the trailer with Cara Dune and Grieve Karga and Mando. Um, and that then we would have the entire back half of the season largely blind. Like we would have no idea what was coming. And that did end up being that, the case. Yeah, it happened. Like I'm pretty sure after this, all the stuff in the trailer has been seen. And I have to say, it's, I don't know, I guess it's a little nitpicky of me or I don't know the word, but like a big part of one of the reasons I hoped that was because in the back of my head, the, this episode, the stuff from this episode in the trailer, part of me was worried that it would be the finale. And I thought it didn't seem big enough or exciting enough. Really? And I was like, if that's the finale, that doesn't seem very exciting, <laughs> which was, I don't know that's kind of crappy of me, but I don't know. And I think part of it, part of it was the, that it looked like a familiar setting or I don't know. It just didn't seem very big. I will say based on the trailer, I assumed the chase scene in this, what we see of it in the trailer, I thought might be on the ice planet, but that's obviously not true. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was still very grandiose that chase scene. Um, Mm -hmm. it was, I was not expecting the, the quality of that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's mm-hmm. not get ahead of ourselves. So we get to Mando getting into the town. and After his is... little wire hijinks with Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. That was a cold open. Yeah, I think we confirmed, like, at this point, I think the show has established that it just has the office-style cold opens. <laughs> um, and then gets into the episode. <laughs> it's either that or murder. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. So that that's cool. It's also showing that he's treating him less like a pet and more like a young apprentice. Yeah, like it's how much language does Baby Yoda know and stuff? Yeah. And he's he's like talking to him more and expecting him to understand. Yeah. I mean just the fact that Baby Yoda's back into I'm sorry, little Yanni's back in the um depths of the ship doing that is something that I would not have expected um, to have occurred. What will his first words be? And I assume they'll be in the finale of this episode. Help. <laughs> I mean, well, let's not get a hold of ourselves near the end of the episode, but help. I think his first word is going to be Snoke. Um, or strand cast <laughs> or po boys podcast. <laughs> Gmail.com. Gmail.com. Um, end of this season, baby Yoda dies. And his last slash first words are 
at Poboys Podcast, Poboys Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so we see, so we get there and then we go back to the marshal because it seems like everybody wants to be called the marshal right now. And she slaughters some walruses and gets a baby Yoda of her own. Very cousin Oliver. Yeah, and it was, is that from something? Because it was like a really poorly done um, <laughs> pet. I don't know. I do know. It was very poorly done. Oh, goodness. Pete burning those bridges. Um, of raccoons? Yeah, yeah that's I fine. <laughs> but you know next time that she shows up in this show, she's going to have that little ferret with her. And it's going to be like a whole thing. And then a star celebration. And you're going to be like, hey, look, you can have a little ferret. And P will be like, oh, for my dog to eat. Yeah. Um, you'll also do that. You'll be like, oh, cool. I want to get one for my dog to eat, too. No uh, I would imagine. No way. My dog eats literally rocks. So I'm fine. Well, not fine because your dog eats rocks. But that's a separate. Well, she doesn't eat them, but she chews on them. <laughs> also not good. Um, separately, I would imagine that that thing was probably like a real prop. And they were going to talk about that in the next documentary. If they do, that'd be my guess. The yeah, ferret? The ferret. I would. Oh yeah. There's going to be a whole episode. Yeah. And, it, and they'll be like, Oh, wasn't the ferret so cute and cool and cute. And I'm like, no, the things, the thing did not need to be yeah, there. I do actually have it on good authority that John Favreau plans on naming that ferret Pete and Josh. Oh, um, that's um, great. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. We know a few people, and let's just say I don't think that his wish to name that creature that is going to work out in his favor. So we get we see where she's at, you know, some cool moves. Um, you know, uh yeah, murder murder first, ask questions later mentality. But they've got a school, so that's cool. Um and it had an IG-11 statue in front of it, apparently. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And it was a statue of him. So how much time has passed, by the way? Um, yeah, that's... A full school and a statue, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. The three episodes that have happened so far... Um, I know they were each five years apart. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, I'm not gonna guess some days. I it, it didn't it didn't detract from yeah, the story. Yeah, it's not. I mean, if there's no, if there's one thing that you shouldn't bother with in Star Wars, it's how much time anything takes. Empire Strikes Back just won't make. Or sense. how people look, like Bo Katan from last episode. Yep. Again, Bo Katan versus Obi Wan Kenobi. That's all I'm saying. I mean, what what ten years the, the difference ten years makes? Yeah. Yeah. From from Katie Sackoff to Al Guinness. Yeah. But the, I guess, you know, so the gist of this episode, I guess it kind of, because we were sort of, I really, this season, I found myself teetering back and forth between like, you know, go along with the journey. Not every episode needs to rewrite the mythos. Because that, I mean, if you listen to me on other episodes, I complain about stuff being so grand and everything having to rewrite the mythos. And this season has been kind of the exact opposite. But like the season two episode, Sorry, the second episode of this season with spiders and stuff. I mean, on that episode, we had talked about, like, why are we, what does this episode mean? And I guess now it seems like maybe the purpose of that episode was so he would have to fix his ship and go back. I don't know. But he's waiting for his ship to get fixed. And I guess we find out the Imperial Remnant is not gone from Navarro. 
So Horatio Sands and his buddies go to fix it. Yeah, and Horatio Sands said, um, like, him releasing his, like, nervous gland, that was hilarious. Um, yeah. Was, yeah. I, Very curious if there's going to be any pushback on indentured servitude. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, given the climate of this season, kind of feels like, okay, let's talk about this. Well, also, also it's like we know. are currently, you know, we we have to be like in the moment, kind of like this um, Gina Carano stuff, because like as of this recording, you know, there's stuff in the news about Texas paying prisoners $2 to carry dead COVID bodies and put them in morgues. Oh, um, so... That's what I immediately think of of people complaining mm. about indentured servitude because that's what we're that's what Texas is doing with their prisoners right now. Um, but I was very positive and I thought, oh, cool, he's joining the team. Oh yeah, I mean, I was happy. I love Horatio Sands, so I was happy to see him back. Yeah. Um, so we get. If nobody told me that was Horatio Sands, though, I never would know. Him. Oh, 100%. I mean, I thought I said Bobby Moynihan like a week or two ago. <laughs> Boy, did you. Um, so we get, you know, um, speeder conversation. Grief is like really mean. He's he's not a nice person to this to Horatio Sands. Um, yeah. But then no one in this show is a hero, really. Oh, 100%. Well, actually, um, that X-Wing p- pilot. Uh, the one that's with uh, with oh, uh, yeah. Trapper Wolf, oh, Trapper Wolf's partner. Yeah, I love oh. him. Oh, yeah, I had his name written down from last week or from two weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, I know the guy Ace Palat, Carson, uh, what or Tara, Carson Teva or Tara? I can't read my own handwriting. I think it's Carson Teva, Captain Carson Teva. Teva. Okay, I'm, Carson Teva is a nice name. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no Trapper Wolf. Yeah, he is. he is probably the 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 hero of season two. Anyway, that's cool. Um, baby Yanni goes to school. The first time he uses the force to grab snacks. Yeah, that kind of went on a little too long. Um, I thought it was funny. It was cute, but like, it's a, it took a minute. It took a minute. Well, also, you know, like in season in season one, episode four, like those kids were enamored with him. They're so nice. And like we've all we've all right. been to school. That That's not how real kids act. Real kids act like that kid. Very like, true. You, Very I'm true. I'm a poor kid with snacks. Because I was don't nosing, get my there snack. No other, there were no other aliens in that classroom. Oh, I was no. Around. It was all human. No, absolutely not. Yeah. What do you mean absolutely? Oh, grief car guy and Cara Dune. They're xenophobic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, what the heck? Give me a little little Rodian or something. I don't know. Little Rodian, little Walrus people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's little Yanni. Doesn't really do much um, the rest of the episode. But notable first force powers. Um, Part for the course for this season. Pops up, does something cute, kind of gets thrown in the yeah. background. Yeah, and um, when he is talked about, it is horrifying, but we'll get into that. Uh, we get to see... Mando and crew do a classic like Star Wars Rebels and like Anakin Ahsoka from Clone Wars infiltration of a base and just taking people out. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole sequence I thought was really, really well done. I thought Carl Weathers did a great job with mul- many parts of this episode. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, during that sequence, we of course also see, I mean, I didn't actually see it. I've only known in hindsight. Um, Mr. Blue Jeans shows up. I no, I didn't. This. Oh, the, the, the oh, person in the yeah, background. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's edited out yeah, now or they're just funny. keeping I mean, it. I didn't notice. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I've seen, I've seen it like the image brightened to, you know, more, have it more stick out. And I've seen it as it appears. And I mean, as it appears in the show, it's, you know, he's back there in the dark and I don't know, you really gotta be looking, but I didn't notice the cup in Game of Thrones either. So whatever. Oh yeah. It it really didn't. Um, well, I think it's like, there's some podcasters, as podcasters that like go frame by frame. So they stop and they're like, yeah. Ooh, what comments can I write for here? And we don't got time for that, nor do we want to do that. So, yeah. um, yeah. really cool info. So essentially they're going to sink this base into the lava to get rid of it and get rid of the yeah. empire yeah. from the planet. Uh, that's, but it turns out it's not a four. It's not. Day. And, um, this is one of those things that this show keeps doing over and over again, where it undersells how many stormtroopers are in a base. Um, like <laughs> the second to last episode of the first season when grief is like four at most. And then Bo-Katan being like just a squadron. And then this being like, mm-hmm. It's small, and they murder, I don't even know how many people throughout that whole thing. Um, That's what they're there for. I would say one of the coolest scenes in that episode was watching Mando um, jetpack up was really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. And then throw that stormtrooper to his death Um, was a really cool thing. What a hero. but the, I mean, we got to talk about the big reveal, which is that it's an, ex- yeah, we do. And I have it. I have the scene pulled up per as with last week's episode as well. I'm, I'm, I'm in the living room recording and I have the episode pulled up with subtitles. So I can go through what Dr. Pershing says here. If we're interested in that. Oh, Dr. Dork. Is that his name? Pershing? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, why does Josh know that guy's name? Yeah, replicated the results of the trial, which also resulted... Uh, well, see, now I can't get the catastrophic failure, promising effects. Then, sadly, the body rejected the blood. What blood? I highly doubt we'll be able to find a donor with a higher M count, though. I recommend that we suspend all experimentation. I fear that the volunteer will meet the same regrettable fate. If we proceed with the transfusion, unfortunately, we have exhausted our initial supply of blood. The child is small, and I was only able to harvest a limited amount without killing him. So that part I wanted to talk about. Like, Metachlorians are in the blood. The language there got tricky. Yeah, well, and the language there got tricky because I, you know, hearing it for the first episode, I was only able to extract a little bit without killing him. I was like, wait, so did he kill him? Is there another child that he extracted blood from that killed him? But I guess he's, he's talking about the blood, you know, when Mando breaks in in chapter three. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how I read it. He's walking in on his. Yeah. I, you know, English major, you wouldn't know it, but yeah. Uh, Experiments are to continue as requested. We would again require access to the donor. What Um, a perverse name. Donor. Gideon. Donor? Yeah. 
It's not, he's not donating. You're 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 straight up stealing oh. it from him. <laughs> little Yanni's sure. not giving that to you. Little Yanni is kind of a jerk. He just steals whatever he wants and eats whatever he wants. He's just a hungry guy. I mean, it's a fifty-year-old man for you. <laughs> uh, he's too old for this. So yeah, little Yanni is tied in with some sort of imperial um, experimentation here. Watching this episode again, and by watching it, I mean having it on the background. We're talking about it. I feel like, and you know, we see something Snokeish, and you know, Emperorish in a tank. Probably a strand cast. We'll have to get into that at some point. Oh, brother! I read it as uh, I read it as a, a, a first yeah. shot at Snoke. That's how. I, yeah. Right. Right. I did too. Um, and granted, this is only six years after Return of the Jedi. It's only a fifth of the amount of time that you know elapses between now and and or between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I would have. I'm hoping. I would have liked some sort of hint of the. Sith Eternal. To my mind, the thing that's really, I don't know, one of the things that the sequel trilogy really suffers from is the idea of this sprawling, sinister organization that is literally never even named, but is supposed to be responsible for everything that is going on and for bringing Palpatine Mm -hmm. back. Um, But yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping they'll allude to that a little more. It might make some of those events a little more palatable to me. Yeah, and... But yeah, they're extracting midichlorians for something. Yeah, for sure. And then they mention a subject like a volunteer. So I imagine that's what they're putting the blood into. So, and the fact that they say volunteer though makes me, are they, you know, like they call baby Yoda a donor. Is it really a volunteer or is it an actual volunteer? And we're not, they're not at the point yet where they're using messed up clones and stuff like are they actually taking volunteers right now well they've also um that could for all we know be (laughs) the children that keep getting stolen as part of the first order yes i'm glad you brought that up because i almost totally forgot i should have written a note but even even before the first order there's a long going all the way back to Clone Wars. Palpatine's yeah. been stealing children, and so when Rebels comes around, it's like, oh yeah, they're maybe they're for the Inquisitors, but like that seems like I don't know because we it's, we've since in Charles Soule's Darth Vader run, they sort of imply you know the Inquisitors are fallen Jedi or they're surviving Jedi that are like no whatever I don't like the Jedi either and stuff, and so those episodes in season two where he hires Cad Bane to kidnap four sensitive Jedi, it's that that sort of does set off a trajectory of decades of experimentation and lays the groundwork for what we're, you know, then led to believe happens in episode nine. Me, of course, still talking about the events of episode nine as if they are fiction within. Well, and, but, and we know, uh, yeah, we don't know like where Ahsoka is. We don't know where that baby Athorian is that Ahsoka Kanan and Ezra save spoilers rebels. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think there's another <laughs> one that gets saved by Ahsoka. Um, like a human baby that gets saved by Ahsoka, I believe. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. I, I know the episode of Rebels you're talking about. I was more thinking of the episode of Clone Wars, and there were like three babies in there that get saved. But yeah, I, I know that. There's definitely an Athorian. I don't remember if there are more babies or not. I think that, I mean, they all get saved. Right, it's just like kind of where, no, where, so where are they? Well, I mean, yeah. you know, 
as we're gonna we're gonna see Ahsoka or have some resolution of what the status of Ahsoka. I'm not saying that we're. Yeah, sure seems that way. And I gotta say, you last week you were like, I swear, if Ahsoka ends up showing up to get killed so that baby Yanni can live or whatever, I'm gonna lose it. And I remember thinking, Pete, that's so stupid. That would never happen. And then at the end of this episode, I was like, I swear to God, if Ahsoka ends up getting killed, oh, baby Yanni I'll add, live. I'll add another layer. I swear to God, if Ahsoka gets killed and baby Yanni also gets taken to be extracted for Snoke to live. I mean, how dark is that? I don't even care about dark. I just care about characters I like and characters that I, you know, whatever. Right? Like, oh, and then Bo-Katan uh, also gets killed yeah. by the Darksaber. Let's just, uh, let's, <laughs> and the Grief Cargo just politely <laughs> yeah. exits the stage yeah. left. And, and it's actually, well, actually this whole time the Mandalorian has been a double agent. He's the one who uh, Was that alien that snitches on him? Um, the same one as um, the Jedi Hunter from Bestoon. Um, I don't think I the alien who plants the tracker is from Mimbane. Oh Mimbane, yeah, yeah, the mud planet, which is the planet yeah. from Solo. Yeah, because I've complained before that those aliens look really cool, but they never actually get any screen time in that movie. It all got cut. Oh okay, but they're in the visual dictionary. And at the end of Solo, when uh, Emphis Nest's cloud riders take off their masks, one of them is from Mimbim. Deep cut. So it's that. And I don't think Ochi is from Mimbim. He's, he's like I, that's, pale. And the Mimbim folks are red. That's, that was the thing I thought of. I was like, huh, so, is this a species that like has some traits? Or I think it was more just he got paid off to plant it. Yeah, yeah. Very classic Star Wars. It's just like, why isn't it... At this point, it's just every ship should have a button. And it's just like, am I being tracked? Boop. Well... Yeah, Moff Gideon's showing up. Yeah, and what kind of Star Destroyer is that? It's not a a Dreadnought. Uh, I read somewhere, but yeah. No, it was like smaller. Whatever it is is from rebels apparently speaking of from rebels uh, i mean or it that, showed up. that um transport was straight from rebels so yeah and i don't know how familiar you are with the background of that the yeah the, so you and i are more well more 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 intense star wars fans are maybe more aligned or know more about this sort of thing. It's the same sort of situation with the seven samurai homage and stuff, right? So Clone Wars and Rebels have been providing all this Star Wars content for, you know, 10 years or so that a lot of Star Wars fans that watch those shows and stuff, we've already gone through this background and we've already learned these sorts of things. And now mainstream sort of doing them again, where it's like, yeah, Mandalorian's like again, homaging, Seven Samurai, but Clone Wars already did it. So fans of Clone Wars maybe already researched that and know about it. Similarly, the speeder shows up in Rebels, but the speeder in Rebels shows up because that vehicle was an action figure, right. a Kenner toy. It didn't appear in any of the movies, but they still made it into a toy. And it was just something that was only ever a toy. So in Rebels, they were like, yeah, let's finally put that in a show. But now in Mandalorian, again, they're being like, yeah, let's finally put that in a show. But it's like, well, they already did that. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were uh, losing it over that. 
especially if you had that as a mm-hmm. kid or something. Uh, but it definitely got his time to shine. And I thought the the whole targeting and him shooting the TIE fighters and stuff and the the um, the visual of the, I don't know, the scope or whatever you want to call it, that all read really well. And that canyon chase, that was pretty cool. It also reminded me of, you know, Rebels also has a prolonged chase sequence with that vehicle and speeder bikes. Um, but, yeah. I, yeah. I'd imagine they that would much rather have the ghost than the Razor Crest backing them up. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. The Razor Crest kind of seems like a U-Haul um, truck. Yeah, I would. I the Razor Crest seems like a car that like hasn't gotten its registration for years, and like it still runs. But like, if you were As to we take were it to week. like a mechanic, <laughs> they'd be like, "You need to get rid of this car." Yeah, it's like they're not like it's not gonna pass state inspection. All right. Well, let's um, final thoughts and let's talk about next week's episode. Well, let's talk about Gideon real quick. He pops up at the end here, and we get a tease of um, dark troopers or shadow troopers. Yeah, I've seen some things that people are saying that he's trying to get super soldiers, um, not necessarily Snoke, Mm -hmm. um, and that it's a reference to some legends with like dark troopers, um, which would align Mm -hmm. more with like the Darth Vader comic which kind of goes all over the place. Um, I still think it's pro- most likely Snoke um, that they're using. The, the thing at the end of the episode? Um, yeah, those, well, those people were just, like, waiting to be activated. They weren't just, like, yeah. Right. Are dark, dark, tro- oh, dark Troopers droids? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. They're, I don't know all the okay. gist of it. I just know what they look they like. They seem like zo- like zombies. Yeah, I don't. I think they. Yeah, which and that'll be interesting because there are there were anyway implications in the visual dictionary for Rogue One that Death Troopers might have been messed with or partially lobotomized or some such like that. Granted, when in Rebels they show up and they're speaking plain English, it's less believable. But yeah. I'm excited for that. It was, a, it was an interesting little tease, and Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, for sure, he's terrifying. I mean, just the just. The, I'm really hoping him and Carl Withers get to share. Just the, the fact, I mean, dudes, seeing oh, him, they really makes it very plausible to me that he is going to kill Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, and take little Yanni, and that's the show. Like I, 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 oh, I, no way. Think that it's going to go in his <laughs> direction, a hundred percent. It has to, is the thing, right? Like, conventional storytelling structure would tell us it's going to go his way, at least initially, but, like, how hard his way is it going to go? And, like, I don't know. If him and Ahsoka fight, if she gets her, like, white lightsabers, he has his darksaber, I don't even... Because I'm going to end up watching this episode without my girlfriend. She'll be with her family, and her family watches the show, so she'll probably watch it with them over uh, Thanksgiving weekend, so I'll probably end up watching it by myself. And I mean, if if like there's a lightsaber fight between those two characters, I'm, I'm going to be so mad. Backflip out of my couch. And I'm going to be I'm so gonna, mad. I'm going to be comatose. Yeah, if she doesn't bisect him in like five <laughs> seconds, I'll be like, that makes zero sense. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, and also, yeah, I feel like she's like, I'm beyond combat now. I'm next level. I'm, I'm Ahsoka. The I just, if she, but, if she dies, I'm, I'm going to be so um, mad. Yes. <laughs> well, Dave, no, no, Dave is, Dave is, Dave is no way, directing huh? the next episode. Yeah. Right. That's so it's what, like, that's you know, if she does, at least the person that like, you know, is the architect of bringing her to life is able to write that. So that's the thing that's like, Oh my gosh, I, I can't do this. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I guess I would just also throw out there in terms of, you know, hanging our hats on something. This is six years after return of the Jedi. We have spoilers for star Wars rebels. One, two, three. Uh, I mean, we don't know when that scene at the end of rebels takes place. We just know it takes place after return of the Jedi. Or we can presume that it takes place after Return of the Jedi. So, I mean, for all we know, this is still before that sequence. But yeah, I, well, don't, it's also, I don't think they're going to bring that character. That scene up. is with Sabine, and from what we know of Mandalore, you know, it's not like right. she'd be hanging there the entire time. So, yeah, yeah, I think I don't think they would bring that character around into live action just to kill her off. I also don't think that that character is going to be like that. Ahsoka is just going to have a regular presence on this show. I would be shocked if she was in more than one episode. I would love it if she was, but for, I think it's going to be like a, yeah, more than Boba Fett. But like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be like a one and done. And then I'm on my way to go. Hunt I would say the cool, the, what would be nice is a cliffhanger of like her being like, I'm going to kill all these death troopers. Um, and then you should run mm-hmm. and like, you know, Oh, maybe she's dead. Maybe yeah. she's not dead. But then we, Kick that! We kick that can down. You know, I mean, more seasons. <laughs> sure, maybe no. Boba Fett saves her. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got five minutes, Pete. Our new software allows. That's why I was trying to say final thoughts. Got to reel it in. Yeah, um. Yeah. So I, you know what? I'll look, I'll look up the title of next episode. Well, I've seen rumors about it, but I've not, none of them from reputable sources. Um, well, when it comes to reputable sources, I only go to Wikipedia. If, yeah, if it's on Wikipedia, for sure. What I saw on my, again, my brief foray into Twitter was exciting, but part of me was also like, eh, I don't know. It seems like you're pulling this out of nowhere. Um, it has not been, according to Wikipedia, it has not been named. Oh, here we go. It's called Chapter 13. Yep, no, no title yet. Um, speaking of, the, the score for Season 2, the first volume of the Season 2 score is finally out. You can check it out on Spotify and stuff, Lulu Gorenson's score. I guess this year they're doing it, instead of week to week, they're doing it in two oh, that's halves. that's cool. So, Volume one, which is chapters nineteen through twelve, is on Spotify, and I was giving it a listen. And I gotta say, I mean, you, you've talked a little bit about like in the first episode, the score not really jumping out, or it seeming like mostly um, interpretations of themes from the first season. And it didn't; it hasn't jumped out to me as much this season either. I think because I just know to expect it now. Whereas in the first season, I had no idea what the score was going to be like. But listening to it isolated, that's some good stuff, man. I'm sure we'll 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 have to do a deeper dive on that. Um, for sure. So, um, if you want to get in contact with us, guys, um, um, our Twitter, Instagram, Poboys podcast at Poboys podcast. And apparently we're going to have voicemail capabilities. So please, um, other than that, um, have a good one.